It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time for Townie and the Commander here on A's Cast. Basically an abbreviated version of A's Cast Live. Just kind of keep you up to date. What's going on with the athletics? What's going on in Major League Baseball? And then uh, we're going to take a little break next week. And we'll be back with you as the athletics are heading to Vegas. And the A's are going to be taking on the Cleveland Indians in Vegas. The commander and I will be there for those two games. And then we're off to spring training with the team for that week. And games are going to be getting played. And uh, we will move on to basically talking baseball as what continues to dominate the conversation in Major League Baseball is the Houston Astros and the scandal, the the sign-stealing scandal, as the Astros talked yesterday, we're recording this on Friday, you know, over-promise and under-deliver. That's like the last thing you want to do in business. And that's what happened yesterday. Where are they in Fort Myers? Yeah, Fort Myers, Florida. So Jim Crane floated it out there. that These guys are going to stand up and they're going to be accountable. That's what we were told. And really what they did was they brought the owner out. They brought Dusty Baker out, which Dusty had nothing to do with it. Although he was the best person to speak yesterday, in my opinion. Because Dusty's great. And then you had Altuve and Bregman got up, and the two of them talked for a combined 90 seconds. Absolute failure when you think about what happened yesterday. And really, the main guy who talked was the owner, Jim Crane. And the message was all over the place. This is a PR nightmare. By the way, whoever runs their PR, oh, my God. You know, if you're going to get up there and say that you didn't have a competitive advantage while doing this, then why apologize? There's no no reason to apologize if in your mind you believe you didn't have an competitive advantage. That's he said they didn't, and then they was asked about it again. Let's hear from the owner Jim Crane. You know our opinion is, um, you know that this didn't impact the game. Um, we had a good team. Um, we won the World Series, and we'll leave it at that. Did you say you feel like this didn't impact the game? And what do you mean by that? I, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. Basically, 
you know, as the commissioner said in his report, he's not going to go backwards. Um, it's hard to, to determine how it impacted the game, if it impacted the game, and that's where we're going to leave it. Jim, sign stealing is a distinct advantage for the hitter. So how is it that it doesn't affect competition? So then what are you guys apologizing for? Um, we're apologizing because we broke the rules. But isn't sign stealing a distinct advantage for the hitter? So doesn't it automatically impact competition? It, it, it could possibly do that. It could possibly not. Well, I thought that was the best quote from, you know, the, Crane says that, that immediately after he's asked about it, and, he, and then they ask him about it, and he's like, yeah, no, I, I never said it didn't impact the game. This, there were so many different things from that, but I'll let you continue because you're kind of going off about it, but that was just how I felt. Like, that was the most telling piece of audio, I thought, from the whole thing, besides when Bregman and Altuve spoke for 90 seconds. It, I mean, that, that, that it's the bottom line is, if you don't think you had a competitive advantage, why would you apologize? There's no reason to even have a press conference. There's no reason. I mean, there's zero transparency here. And because of that, it is just going to get worse. Like, they, they just don't – They how many times have we talked about the A-Rod theory? A-Rod lied. A-Rod lied on live radio, live television. He got popped. He got suspended. He was a total pariah. And then A-Rod came back and said, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I lied. And he owned it. He didn't own it originally. Remember, he went on with Mike Francesa and, like, I did not do steroids. But then after he apologized, and now he's one of the faces of baseball again. He's Sunday Night Baseball. He's Fox on national TV for the playoffs in the World Series. Rumored to be buying the Mets, potentially. Yeah, him and J-Lo. I mean, he said sorry. And what happens in this country when you finally own it? We forgive. But these guys won't own it. What's the, If you won't tell us what you're apologizing for, then your apology means nothing. And that leads us to where we are today. Like, we believe that the cheating happened in 18. We believe the cheating happened in 19. We believe they were using buzzers. There's all these different pictures, and you're seeing the, the jerseys distorted because obviously there's something under the jersey. Uh, do we have the Cody Bellinger? Yeah, let me grab it real quick. Cody Bellinger went off. Was that today? Yeah, it was this morning. Uh, so it's Friday uh, down at spring training. Cody Bellinger went off. This is awesome. I thought the apologies were whatever. Uh, I thought Jim Cranes was weak. Um, I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving him immunity. Um, I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. You know, I think what people don't realize is Altuve stole an MVP from Judge in 17. Wow. Um, everyone knows they stole the ring from us. I know personally I lost respect for those guys. Um, I think I would say everyone in the show, in the big leagues, lost respect for those guys. I don't know what human hits a walk-off home run against Raldis Chapman to send your team to the World Series. And one has the thought to say, don't rip my jersey off. But two, go in the tunnel, change your shirt, and then come out and do your interview. Like that, that makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me because I know me. Gary Sanders said yesterday, you can rip my shirt off, my pants off. I set my team the World Series off for all this Chapman and the ninth inning at home. You can do, you know, I'm going crazy. 
Wow. I remember telling you, it's just going to get worse. People are going to start ratting on each other. People are going to want to separate themselves from this. Other players are now going to start talking about it's just going to get worse. And because they did not get ahead of this, and their whole rationale yesterday as their clubhouse was actually open was, well, this is the first time we've all gotten together. You, if you didn't watch it yesterday, so I taped it because it was at 6.30 in the morning. No, oh, I got up and watched it. 6.30. Did you really? I was up and watching it. I taped it. Uh, hot stove. Friend of the program, Matt Vaskersian, and friend of the program, Harold Reynolds. The look of disgust on their face. Because they kept throwing it. Because they kept getting the, they kept getting the, the it, you know, Correa would talk. And then they would get it. And Reddick would talk. And they, they started getting Springer. And, and just to see the disgust on their face. I mean, it was real. This is live television. They're reacting to it just like we are reacting to it. And Harold Reynolds as a former player. If we could have really got what he – because you could see it in his face. He talked about how how unhappy he was, but I wish he could have really, like, if it was like Sirius XM, he could have really gone off because you could tell he was angry. Well, I just remember watching it whenever they came back from the whole 30-minute press conference and like, well, you know, the clubhouse is going to open in a couple minutes and those guys will address it. But they were both very disgusted that Altuve and Bregman spoke for a combined 90 seconds. Now, I pulled each of them speaking if you want to hear them talk. Uh, I could play both of them for a combined, I think it's like 70 seconds. So let's start with Alec. Here's what Bregman said yesterday after Jim Crane threw it over to him at the press conference. I have some brief remarks that I'd like to share with you all. I'm really sorry about the choices that were made by my team, by the organization, and by me. I've learned from this. And I hope to regain the trust of baseball fans. I would also like to thank the Astros fans for all of their support. We as a team are totally focused on moving forward to the 2020 season. So there's Bregman. Now here's Jose Altuve immediately right after. We had a great uh, team meeting last night. And I want to say that the whole Astros organization and the team uh, feel bad about what happened in, in 2017. <clears throat> we especially feel remorse for the impact in our fans and the gain of baseball. And our team is determined to, to move forward, to play with intensity, and to bring back a championship to Houston in, in 2020. No, I thought Bregman's... Hey, by the way... Let me just say this to you, Jose Altuve. I've been somebody who's championed you. I've been somebody who says you're going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. But let me tell you something, Jose Altuve. Your career is tarnished. There's no doubt about it. You've got fellow players. Cody Bellinger saying you stole the MVP. And, and, and he's right. You hit a walk-off home run and – there looks like there's something underneath your jersey, but you won't take the jersey off or let the guys rip your jerseys off? And you don't want us to think that there's some foul play going on? And by the way, do you keep hearing 2017? We know you guys did this in 2016, 2017, and into 2018. But you guys only want to talk about 2017. 
But we know that's not the case. And I've got the feeling, if it is true about the buzzers, that they probably at this point, it's a select few that are a part of it. There's a, you know, banging the trash cans, everybody's going to reel. Everybody's going to know, right? Everybody's going to know. But if you really hone this in and you got buzzers and not everybody's using the buzzers, I bet like the pitchers now don't know. So I actually buy guys, if a guy like Garrett Cole, who got there in mid-2018, supposedly when the they weren't doing it anymore. Well, they weren't banging on the trash can or whistling. But our guy Kurt Suzuki, Kurt Suzuki came out and said he heard all kinds of noises coming from their dugout. Odd and unusual noise. Who's whistling? Who? What, what, what is the, you know? So maybe not everybody, maybe as this thing got further down the road, not everybody knew what was going on. There's two guys out of this that it's not going to damage their career. And that's going to be Justin Verlander, because Verlander got there. He was there for a month, and he's a pitcher. So Verlander, this is not going to mess with his career. And Garrett Cole, because Garrett Cole got there in mid-2018. Uh, so that's not going to affect them. But everybody else, and I hate to say this for our guy Josh Reddick, because you know how much we like Josh Reddick. And I bet not every guy was a part of it, because some guys, Tony Kemp, who's now with the A's, said he wanted no part of it because some guys, they don't want to know. It messes with them. And I Harold Reynolds was saying, Jose Altuve supposedly didn't want to sign. They The guy, who was the guy that went through all their games and could count how many bangs for every guy? I mean, you're like 19% of your entire at-bats that they know of from home games. And we know they were doing it on the road. It's a report stated. The wall, I think it was the Washington Journal one. But but, yeah. but but you know Jose Altuve, if you didn't want it, why are you at bat and the tr- trash cans being being banged? I'm not buying it. See, this is the thing. When you lie, I can't believe anything you say unless you become fully transparent and say exactly what was going on. How and, and how about this this part? How about this part where we had a meeting the night before and it was emotional. Who cares? Nobody cares that you guys got in a room together and you had an emotional meeting. Tell us what was said in that. Well, we're we're gonna keep that. We're gonna keep that. As long as you keep saying that that's between you and your teammates inside the clubhouse, no one's gonna respect you. Nobody. Does it as a baseball fan, Cody, does it matter to you that they had a team meeting the night before and they were emotional about it? No, because we knew earlier in the day that they canceled the availability of the first day of spring training. They roped off the parking lot for not letting people in. Great, you had me and you talk about this. You had all offseason to discuss this with your teammates. Uh, everyone uses the text messaging, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Slack, Google Hangouts, everything to talk. And you're telling me this is the first time you guys had a chance to all talk together as a team? I feel bad for Dusty Baker. He handled this better than anyone. The guy just got here, what, 10 days ago? And you're putting him – why was he up there? And – Matty Vasgersian even said that. He goes, why Why? Why is Dusty – I don't understand why Dusty Baker is out there with Jim Crane, Altuve, and Bregman. He just got here. He wasn't a part of it. And I just didn't understand it, and I thought Dusty handled it well. The other guys didn't. The guy I think that handled it, handled this whole thing the best, and I have uh, – I pulled a ton of audio for this. I think Carlos Correa handled this the best when he was talking about it. He talked for like a minute 20. Just listen to some of the stuff he said. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, 
when we first started doing it, um, it almost felt like it was like a, an advantage. Everybody was using technology, so it felt like an advantage. But it was it was definitely wrong. It was definitely wrong, and we should have stopped it at the time. You knew it was wrong. Um, yeah, it was wrong. It was wrong. And at the time, you knew it. it. Yeah, it was wrong. It was wrong. And so, what is the message outside of baseball when people in everyday life say, "Well, they cheated and seemingly got away with it. I should cheat in life. I can win yeah, too." Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's what we're here today um, to tell everybody that it's not right to do that. Um, you don't want to be standing here and you know having to do this because of that. You don't want to be remembered as that type of person. So that's what we're here talking to you guys today and telling you guys that, that what we did was, was really wrong. It's not going to happen again. Um, we're going to play baseball the right way. But no, I don't want, I don't want my kids. I don't want my, my brother. I don't want my family members, uh, people that follow me to think that that was right, that to cheat, to, to, to be successful is not right. So what we can do now as players is um, focus on what we can control from now on and make sure we show everybody that we're good players, talented players that work hard every single day, and that what we did in 2017 was terrible. And, uh, you know, we all know it, and we all feel, feel really bad about it. But moving forward, we want to show everybody that we're talented and we can play the game. Correa, very candid, very open for a young a guy that's still a very young player, and he's a very young player on that Astros team to say that. Now, I have stats sent to me. Hembo, from Paul Mikides from ESPN, reached out to me yesterday and sent me some stuff. He goes, here's the Astros' numbers in the 2017 postseason at home. They were 8-1. and one. They scored 51 runs, 18 homers, 37 extra base hits, a two seventy three batting average, a three forty three on-base percentage, a five seventy nine slugging. On the road, they were 3-6, 27 runs, 9 homers, 24 extra base hits, a two hundred eight batting average, two eighty four on-base percentage, and a three forty seven slugging percentage. So uh, there's a big breakdown on the numbers there, and we talked about Bregman and Altuve and how their numbers were different in the World Series. Uh, Hembo also went it all in on Justin Verlander. Pretty much, he pretty much was calling him a hypocrite for getting so mad about you know when uh, D Gordon got suspended for you know PEDs and the stuff about the juice baseball, but then he won't talk about you know won't own up to the stuff that happened in Houston and you know pretty much saying I wish I could have done more. But a guy that's very outspoken about everything wasn't outspoken about this. It's a little weird, and I'm not going to slander Verlander because Verlander is one of the greatest pitchers I've seen ever pitch, and he got to the team very very late in 2017. Same thing with Garrett Cole, and Cole you know, was asked about it yesterday at Yankees spring training. And then Jake Marisnik, who was traded to the Mets, talked about it today. He was very open about it, saying he was sorry and everything. He was a big, you know, he, I wouldn't say he was a major part of the team, but he was a, you know, a role player on the team. And Tony Kemp's comments today were telling, you know, the new A's super utility guy, saying that he got called up in September and they were already doing it, but he wanted to be, you know, wanted no part of it. And I commend him for coming out and saying that, you know, and Mike Fires and him know each other from in Houston and, uh, there's quotes from Fire saying, you know, he's a good guy and all this stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how teams respond to them this year. We already heard what Bellinger said. Sean and I had some good stuff yesterday. The video game controller comment is one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard in my life. But the, go, looking at uh, Lori, our our receptionist in our A's offices, emailed me early and said, I bet the Astros break the record for most hit-by-pitches in a season. And I went back and looked it up, and the record was – you know, Don Baylor has the record for for a player. It's I think it's thirty five in a season with the nineteen eighty six Red Sox. Uh, the question is, which player breaks that? Altuve or Bregman? The team record in the American League is one hundred and three hit by pitches by the two thousand eight Indians. I think that record is going to fall this year. And the one th- the one guy that was very outspoken about hitting Astros hat- hitters was Mike Clevenger, and we found out earlier today he's going to undergo surgery on his knee. 
and he's going to be out for an extended period of time. They don't know the timetable, but when you have a partial tear in your left meniscus, that's never good. And, you know, I hate to say it's good news for the A's, but that's good news for the A's and teams competing in the American League because they're going to be one of the teams competing in the AL, in the AL wildcard. But this, uh, this story is never not going away. When I hear people say they have Astros fatigue, that's because people just started talking about it who weren't following it all year like we were. And the story's not going anywhere. And these guys think that just talking yesterday, it's, that's it, it's over. No, you're going to get this in every ballpark multiple times. You know, Joel Sherman went at it with uh, Jim Crane and James Click, the GM, yesterday. Uh, Stephanie Epstein, who is the re- one of the reporters that was in the Brandon Tobin situation, she went at Jim Crane yesterday. Which she handled it very well, kept asking the questions, and Crane wanted no- nothing of it. Just hearing Crane say that, you know, he shouldn't be held responsible for what happened, you're the owner of the team. So to say that, I, I just didn't like that. It felt like he was hiding behind that part and that, the, you know, he kept referencing that, well, you know, the commissioner's report. You're the owner, man. Own up to it and just take, you know, take the heat for it and quit blaming Luno and, and, and Hinch for it because you essentially hired those guys and you're the owner. And he kept saying, well, it's never going to happen on our watch. How do we know that? You let it happen for all these years. How do we know it's not going to happen again? That's what, we, that's what the Boston Red Sox said with the Apple Watch scandal. Oh, this will never happen again. You know why people do it? Because it works. You know why people continue to do it? Because you're winning games with it. If it didn't work, you wouldn't do it. It's like steroids. Ah, steroids doesn't help you hit a baseball. Then why are you taking them? Steroids doesn't mean you're going to have better pitches. Then why are you taking them? Because it works. Steroids work. Cheating works. That's why people have always tried to get the competitive advantage. You're dealing with these these guys who are highly competitive, and if they think they can get an advantage, look what happens when you win in the sport. What happens when you win? What happens when you put up big numbers? You make millions upon millions of dollars. And that's why I look at these guys, and I use the analogy of bank robbers. They went in and they all robbed the bank together. And what happened? Guys squealed. Four guys got arrested and had to pay for it. That's Jeffrey Luno, A.J. Hinch, Alex Cora, and Carlos Beltran. But everybody else, they did the same crime, but they got away with it. And they got to keep the money. Look at the contract that Jose Altuve has signed. Look at the contract Bregman has signed. Look how much money Reddick. Look how much Springer. These guys have all made a ton of money. And when you win, you get rewarded in this game. And to me, the Astros right now are they are the sacrificial lamb. Because are they the only team doing it? I, I, I don't buy that. Well, even Jim Crane said that he he's told Major League Baseball there's, there's other teams doing it, but – but they're but what they're going to do? You got do, caught. They're they're going to cut. They came down hard on the Astros, and I, I guarantee you, as I've said before on A's Cast Live, I think this was all planned out. Crane knew that these two guys were going to get suspended, and Crane then told them he would fire them, and so the message has been sent: if you partake in this, you will lose your job, and potentially lose your career. Now the players get away with it, but now they're now they're warned. They basically have warned all these vice presidents, presidents of baseball operations, whatever your fancy title is. They've warned them. They've warned all the assistant GMs, 
and they've warned the managers that if you allow this to go on, your career is in jeopardy. That's basically what has been said. Uh, we're still waiting. Manfred said last week that the, this was going to come out about the Boston Red Sox, and here we are. Uh, we're taping this at 3.05 in the afternoon, West Coast time, and nothing's been done. And Manfred, you know, addressed the some reporters yesterday. He he mentioned the the Red Sox scandal, but he never or the investigation. He never gave a timetable on it. I mentioned this to you earlier, and uh, more of this came out. I, I can't read all of it, and there's a lot of expletives in here. But Trevor Bauer unloaded on the Astros on to the Reds beat writers. One of their beat writers been tweeting out. I'll just give you the first one. The guy said he asked him a question, and ten minutes later he asked a second question. So Bauer went on for about ten minutes. He pretty much said they are hypocrites, they are cheaters, they've stolen from a lot of other people, and the game itself was completely unfair. You guys think you're better than everyone else and you don't have to abide by the rules? Um, expletive you. You know, that's how I feel about their whole operation. And then he just goes on and um, he's just uh, the Bauer unloaded. And, you know, Bauer, friend of the program, very open. He, he went off on Manfred about the new playoff format. He had a great article in the Players' Tribune saying how he wished he wasn't right, but pretty much saying how he was right about – complaining about the spin rate a couple years ago at the Astros. I'm sorry, like, if, if baseball's going to get mad at players coming out about this, it's going to keep coming. Players are going to give their opinion. I mean, you're going to see a lot of players. We saw Sean Mania, We saw um, Cody Bellinger. A lot of big-name people are coming out and commenting on this, and it's not going away. It's not going away until the game starts, and it's still not going to go away. And the Astros are going to have to wear it. And it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how teams – you know, strategize going up against them. Do they really want to take the risk of hitting all these guys, which I'm not calling for, but it's going to happen. And what's the penalty? What's Major League Baseball going to do? What are they going to say? Well, we're going to suspend, you know, for example, if Mike Clevenger did it, Clevenger's going to suspend 10 games without pay or essentially two starts for beating Astros hitters. But that guy, Mike Clevenger will be loved by everyone in baseball when that happens. Well, I'm not going to want to go up to the plate if I'm an Astros player and the game's out of hand either way. Like, if there's, like, an eight-run, seven-run lead by either team, kind of game in doubt, that's when you're going to see people – that's when Bregman's going to get one at 99 miles an hour in the back or Altuve. When the game's in doubt, whether the Astros are up or down, you know, it's not going to happen in one-run games. It's going to happen when things get out of line. And, you know, now you're really going to be sorry because there's going to be guys that – baseball, as much as people don't like it, Baseball is a sport where the players can police themselves. And we'll see how certain certain teams are going to handle this. And we're going to see how, like, Mike Fires gets treated when the A's go to Houston. What will that be like? It's going to be very emotional. There's going to be a lot of emotions out there. And that's – this is uh, – this game's been played for over 150 years, so – I don't know about every year in baseball. I don't know, though, if we've ever had a team like this going through a situation like this leading into six months. You know, you're about to – baseball is a long journey of six months, 162 games. And these guys are going to get ragged everywhere they go. 81 times they're going to have to hear they're a cheater. I, it's going to happen in spring training. It's going to happen uh, on the road. They may get heckled at home at times. What is that going to be like for six months? Everywhere you go, people from the stands are yelling cheaters. You're liars and you're cheaters. 
that's going to – I mean, these guys are human beings. It's, it's going to have to weigh on them at some point. Completely agree. And to think that, you know, we're seeing a lot of projections and they're going to, you know, projected to win 98 games, 99 games, win the AL West again. Or, you know, Caesars had them, what, 97 after they fired A.J. Hinch and they lost a half game. The, these guys, like, this is going to weigh on them mentally and fatigue them. And then when you brought up, you know, how many times is this going to happen late in games and they're either up or down by so many runs and they keep – how many games is Dusty going to keep those guys in if they're losing big or winning big? He's going to pull them out and put their backup players in so nothing happens. And it's just going to be interesting to see how this season plays out because I think that we're going to see every team handle it differently. Like Clayton Kershaw said he's moved past it earlier, which, you know, he's a guy that essentially – you know, we all we know about his postseason problems and in, in pitching for the Dodgers, but twenty seventeen was a little different. He got he got roughed up really bad by the Astros. And, you know, he once said, I moved past it, I don't want to think about it, this and that. And then we saw what Bellinger said, you know, kind of defending him and, and um Aaron Judge and everyone else, but six months of there's no way this isn't not gonna wear on the Astros. And I, I don't think I, I might if I was a gambling man, which I'm not, I would probably take the under on their win total just because I think that 98 games, if you think they're going to win 98 games, you know, essentially down what, Dave, how many won last year? 107, so they're down they're down nine games from last year, and this isn't going to weigh on them. I, I, I just don't buy it. And uh, one more quote from Bauer here. Um, this is him talking about Jim Crane. A lot of expletives, but I'm just going to say expletive. We don't think it affected the game. You're either lying or you're a idiot. And you don't become a billionaire owner of a team by being a idiot, so you're lying. Trevor Bauer on Jim Crane's apology. I, I hope they put audio out of this so we can just listen to it. I mean, it might be something that was just where he just spoke to the, the local beat writers down in there in Florida also, I believe. So this is going to keep coming, and we're going to see who has the you know the biggest message out there because Bauer's been one of the most outspoken guys about it, and I'm with you. I want to see how Mike Fires is treated, not just in Houston, but everywhere, for being the guy that came out and exposed the Astros for what their, their wrongdoings and and how he's received everywhere else because we know he's going to be he's loved in Oakland. We saw it fan fest. Oh yeah, I mean he's become a fan favorite. I mean he had a good year last year, but he's really become a fan favorite. I mean people people they love what Mike Fires did, and I can't say this enough. And this is a shot because Mike Fires is an A. You have to remember, Mike Fires wasn't the game seven pitcher winning winning the World Series for the Astros and then turning on his teammates. This is a guy who was left off the playoff roster, which probably irked Mike Fires big time. So there was no loyalty to the Houston Astros after that. So I don't I, – I, I mean, if, 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 if I was in his shoes and I leave Houston, you're damn right I'm going to tell my teammates what's going on. There's no question I'm going to tell them. It's about winning. I'm going to keep quiet because we did it in 2017 and I got a, I got a ring for it. Uh, you, you're, 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 I, I, would, I would do the same thing. I would tell everybody what they're doing. Are you kidding me? I'm not, I'm not being paid by them anymore. I have no loyalty to, the, to them whatsoever. I remember Mike Golick going, well, why didn't you say it at the time? Well, he's a pitcher. Like, really, what are the pitchers going to do? What are you going to say to, hey, Carlos Beltran, what are you guys doing? If there was anybody in that room that had the credibility to say, hey, man, I'm just going to tell you guys I don't think this is right, that is Justin Verlander. Uh, the other guy, too, that was mentioned in the article, I, I want to say it was The Athletic. Or, there's been so many written recently, I can't remember which one it was in. Yeah. But the one the where they were talking about Brian McCann. Uh, McCann's another guy that has a lot of clout. He's a guy that could have said – and apparently he did go up to say something to Beltran, and he just steamrolled him is what the report was saying. He steamrolled everyone that – 
brought it up, and I'm not trying to say that Beltran's the only guy behind this because you brought up a uh, hundred times about Cora and going to Best Buy and buying all the stuff. But yeah, if you're a guy in the club in the clubhouse like Justin Verlander, and you know, and you want to say, hey, we got to knock this off for a guy that's very outspoken about everything else. I just don't understand why he didn't do more. And he said, yeah, I'm sorry for it. I get it. But retrospect, everyone can look back and say they're sorry. You should have done more then when you're outspoken literally about everything else, especially, you know, D. Gordon being suspended, the uh, baseball at the, at the all-star break where they had to have you and have you sit down and talk to by Jim Leland, your former manager. I just I just don't get I know you're only there for a month in that season, but it makes me think of uh, what Beltron back in that, when I showed you that stuff from Astro Ball and there was the book about the Astros where he talked about how he helped different guys with breaking down film and stuff. And, you know, that's just – if people – more people read the book and remembered that, that doesn't – it goes back and does not reflect well on Carlos Beltran right now in, in my in my eyes. I'm not – again, I'm not saying he's the only guy that did it because there's so many guys involved in it. But if he's the guy that apparently was the one saying, you know, you're behind the times as was reported in The Athletic, that you're behind your times on sign stealing, it does not look good. And, you know, hopefully, you know – I think it was Kevin Millar put it best on Intentional Talk yesterday. I was watching him and Chris Rose talk. He said the best way to put this behind him is just win. Win and shut everyone up. But I just don't see how they're going to keep winning and not – and they're going to face this everywhere they go multiple times, and it's going to wear yeah, them. Hey, by the way, I don't buy that. Because I don't think winning winning's going to cure this nope. at all. Nope. I, I, it, it's not going th- – this this is not it's – not, it's not stopping. So Millar can be – Johnny, ex-player, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick up for these guys. I mean, I'm not. I don't know what Millar technically has said. I didn't see it, but yeah, when, when, it's not gonna matter. They can win 107 games again. People are still gonna think they're cheating. People are still gonna be screaming at them. People are still gonna rag them. What was the thing in LA? I think everyone saw the image. It was they put a picture of Jose Altuve on TV in LA, and it said Jose Altuve, Astros cheater. That's yeah. what it said on, the, yeah. on their TV. Like this, this, was it KTLA or something like I that? I think, yeah, it was one of them. And it was on their morning like one of the morning shows. It, it's not going away. And for them to think that just getting in front of everyone and saying, hey, we're sorry, this is what happened. And, you know, we're no, sorry. No, they're just saying we're uh, sorry. Well, what did you do? Well, we're going to keep that in house. I'm just, I, like I said, I give the most, out of everyone, I give the most kudos to Dusty Baker and, and Carlos Correa for how he handled it. And Correa gave, Correa gave a very passionate thing about Carlos Beltran, too saying how he's not the kind of guy that would intimidate people, but just how uh, Correa handled everything, saying how you know how bad they felt about it, he was at least very, very open, where I just didn't buy it with some of the other guys. And, I mean, that's my own opinion, and it's mine. But, you know, everyone else was pretty much saying, like, I, I just I don't buy it. This was handled horribly. Um, just another, you know, a PR nightmare just after what happened with the whole Tobman thing where the Astros – it was someone wrote the article saying how, you know, they should have learned from the what happened last time, and they didn't. With how to handle things, and it makes you wonder what's gonna. I'm I'm just really excited for the season to start because we got a lot we got a lot of excitement here in Oakland for the A's this year, and there's not a better chance to win the division with all this stuff going on. And I know that's not a good excuse to have, but I mean they had a, they were gonna be you know considered to be going up against the Astros before this came out anyway because of the way the teams you know laid out played out gonna play out for this year. But baseball season, if the people complaining that the baseball offseason has been boring the last few years. I think we got enough baseball offseason this year than we have that combined for the last five years, and uh, that's good. And it's I hate to say it's marketing the sport, but it's mar- marketing the sport and making it a little more exciting in the offseason where last year we had to wait till this time for Bryce Harper to sign a contract. Uh, there's no question this has kept baseball mainstream and it's kept people talking. I mean, 
let's face it, neg- negativity sells. And this has been a lot of negativity, and it's not going away. And it's been a part, as you said, of, of, of a major off season. And, you know, it's given us a lot to talk about. So thank you, Astros, for that. And just to see how that how this is going to play out for this team. Is this the – will they bond together, us against the world, the old Lou Holtz, it's us against the world, or will they absolutely fall apart and then they're going to have to start making changes, you know, and, and really kind of just revamp, revamp the organization. Jim Crane was even asked about, you know, hey, part of this report said the culture inside the organization isn't good, and he didn't want to get into that because obviously as the owner. And you just wonder, has baseball, has, has, has New York, the commissioner's office, failed us? Yeah. I think that, you know, we saw we, – you and I were talking about this right before we started recording this podcast about what happened over in the Champions League with Man City. Now, we're not – I will be the first to come admit we're not the biggest international soccer fans. I like soccer. I played soccer in high school. Uh, I still watch it today. Um, I watch the Quakes when they're on TV. But I just – to see what they did, they, they – I don't want to get into all of it, but they pretty much banned them from two years from Champions League play, and, and they were fined 30 million euros. And that's something that, you know – I don't know how much that is. If you if you want to look it up, see how much that is in equal to uh, U.S. dollars. I didn't do the uh, um, the currency exchange rate, but it's just showing you that I think Manfred needed to handle this a little differently. And I think it's a good learning experience for him as well. Does that mean he's going to come down hard on the Red Sox? Probably not. But I think the next thing going forward, because everyone is out there criticizing him for how he handled this, and I'm not going to do that. I have no place in the game to do that. I'm not Johnny Hot Take on this. I'm just going to Well, you're not going to be hot, uh, Dr. Hot Take? I moved away from uh, Hot Take Radio, and now I just do um, generic streaming answers. So I, I just feel that it's a good learning experience for Man- Rob Manfred as well, friend of the program, from how to handle things when these happen coming down because a lot of people are very disappointed in how all this played out for everyone. Yeah, so the, the most you can find a team in baseball is $5 million. 30 million euros, the conversion is 32,496,000, So it's just about about it's about 32.5 million. Yeah, and that's uh that's Champions League soccer. Now Man City is not Manchester United, and I I know people are probably going to are going to get on me for this cuz I don't I'm sorry. I I completely admitted that I don't watch international soccer as much as I should as a lot of pe- other people do. 30 That's a lot of money. 2 Point five million they were fined in soccer, and the Astros got a five million dollar fine. And well, and they and they can't go to the champ. They can't. Is that what it is? They can't the, go to the they championship. Can, yeah, they can't. The Champions League. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, two year Champions League ban. Um, no, I don't need Bron- the Broncos and Rams cutting scouting attendance. Yes, it's great that Sean McVay and and Vic Fangio are going to go to the combine by themselves with those no, uh, coaches. Great, you're saving money. But yeah, um, they had a comp- they had a competition ban for um, FFP violations. Now, um, oh, financial fair play rules is what it was. Crazy to think about, but thirty two and a half million dollars, and the Astros got five in draft picks, and their manager and GM fired, and then or suspended, and consequently fired by the owner. Unbelievable. And you know what, though? Before you know it, we're going to be off to Vegas. We're going to be watching the A's take on the Cleveland Indians. Um, really excited for the season. 
you know, all the dysfunction going on with the with the Astros, the chaos. Still wondering how the Angels are going to get twenty seven outs on a nightly basis. Don't, don't don't hit on our guy Dylan Bundy. He's not really our guy, but I mean they got him in Tehran. But you're right. They who's going to who's going to get outs for them? It's great. You could score you could score ten runs a game, but if you're giving up eleven, that's that's probably not going to turn out well for you. And you know if if their biggest question going into the season is who's going to play second base, I mean that that's that's a that's a good problem to have. You know, and who is going to win that battle? Is it going to be Barreto or Mateo or Kemp or Noisy or Machine? I mean, someone's going to win that job, or you know, maybe it's a a round table of guys. Maybe Pender is going to be involved more than you think. But if that's your main deal, I mean, as long as you stay healthy and you don't use the young guys as much early when I think of A.J. Puck and I think of Jesus Lazardo, and that's where I think Bassey, Seabass, Chris Bassett will play a big role. And so they're strong for the end of the season. I mean, you get you got a lot of power arms, and you're led by Mike Fires, and Mike Fires had a really good year last year. And Frankie Montas and Chris Davis, if those guys get back, I mean, really Chris Davis, if he can get back to a 40-home run, 100 RBI, that's like adding a major free agent. And Frankie Montas with that splitter, and, you know, he comes back, and if he's as good as he was last year, where he would have been an all-star, that's like adding a free agent. I mean, the A's are pretty loaded when you think about it. And and you got these young players like Chapman and Olsen who are, you know, have to figure they're one year better, one year stronger, one year one year wiser. Marcus Simeon, one of the greatest years ever by an Oakland A, uh, ha- has another year like that. And you think about Laureano and Canna and Piscotti, and you start saying all these names, and you go, you know what? I, I, I like the A's chances. Let's go. Let's get it on. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a tough fight, and people think the Rangers will be better. They think the Angels will be better. The only under underbelly of the division is the Seattle Mariners. Oh, tough break for our guy Mitch Hanniger, too, local oh, kid. God. Another surgery. I mean, the, the only good player essentially left on their roster. Another surgery. Who knows when he's going to be back in 2020. It's going to be another bleak year for the Mariners, but that's also good for him because, you know, Jerry DePoto probably would have traded them eventually, but, you know, he's hurt, so they're going to have to wait. But you're right, that, that, the AL West is going to be much better this year. The Rangers, they added to their pitching staff. They go along with – you couldn't rely on that 7-2-2 or whatever that ERA was behind Minor and Lynn. So you add some guys to help build that rotation up with uh, Kyle Gibson, and I'm, I'm blanking on the other guys. But they're nice serviceable pieces. The Angels don't have any pitching, but they got Rendon. You might see Joe Adele because they're – who knows, they could still get Jock Peterson. That would be a great deal if they did get it for them. But, again, they need to get outs. The Astros are still going to be pretty pretty competitive. You know, my, I'm really curious to see how this. The two things I'm really excited or curious about this year, how this affects the Astros, and we talked about the Rays and the Brewers bullpen and how the changes and all that stuff affects them. And then you have everything coming back with the A's. Also, MLB Network, if anyone didn't see it, their top 100 players for 2020, Ramon Luriano, number 84. So he's in the top. The A's have four guys. Matt Olson, 38th. Just ahead of Anthony Rizzo, which uh, Sean Casey and Ron Darling were not happy with how low Anthony Rizzo was ranked. I was watching it then. Uh, but Max Muncy apparently is better than Matt, Matt Olson. I don't buy that, but, you know, whatever. I didn't put this list together. 30th, Marcus Simeon. And uh, Matt Chapman's in the top 20, number 19 on the list. Um, I could do this quickly for you because we went over it, but 
Do you know who number one is? Uh, let me think. That's really hard. Who's the number one player in baseball? Uh, I guess he probably plays on the West Coast. Um, a little south of us. Uh, I bet he's got a bunch of bobbleheads they're giving away. Oh, I got a good bobblehead story after this, but yes. Uh, they'll have like beach towel night for him. Uh, God, it's a tough one. Maybe Mike Trout? Yeah, he, he just snuck by uh, Christian Yelich at the Brewers. <laughs> and so Yelich was two, Bellinger three, uh, Mookie Wood four, and number five was um, Alex Bregman. Now, bobbleheads, I, I cannot wait to, for someone to, you know, from uh, Dina's family, my fiance, to acquire the Shohei, uh, the Shohei Otani, ba- uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, I forget what they named it, um, bobblehead they had given away on Star Wars weekend down there. I think it's in May first. But also, the Dodgers opening weekend against the Giants are doing a Max Muncie bobblehead of the home run ball he hit off of who Madison Bumgarner. Go get it out of the ocean. I cannot wait to see what that bobblehead looks like. That's very exciting news for people who you know us because we love that whole interaction and. How Bumgarner, yeah, I love the people going, yeah, Bumgarner, if he could have, he would have snapped Muncie in half. Come on. I mean, really? I don't, I don't think he would have. I'd rather see Bumgarner and Puig go at it than Bumgarner and, and Max Muncie, but. Bumgarner and Puig would be a very, Puig is a big dude. I, I still hope the Giants. So is, so is Madison Bumgarner. 6'4", 240, I think Bumgarner is. Muncie's like 6'2", 210. Those are large guys. Uh, I, I'm so holding hope that the Giants sign Puig just for the, the watch them two go up against each other at Oracle Park when Puig's a giant and Bumgarner's a diamondback. No one would ever thought that. Okay, so we will not be doing A's Cast Live next week. Next weekend on Saturday and Sunday are the first two games of spring training that you can hear here on A's Cast. And then I will be back. And uh, get you rolling with Ace Cast Live on that Monday. That'll be the 24th. 24th, and then later in the week we leave for Vegas. And then we're going to Vegas. And Arizona. For three days we'll you, be in Vegas. Uh, three days. And then I'll That's be, a long time in Vegas. And then I got three days with you in, in Scottsdale. And then I'll be there that entire – I'm going to be gone from the 28th. Through what, March 8th? To like the 8th. That's not going to be easy on the body. Don't say how. How's your liver going to be? That's not going to be easy on the Vegas for three. I'm telling you, anything over three days in Vegas turns out bad. This is my only my second trip to Vegas ever, and I'm going back, and uh, we'll see how it works out for me. Because the first time I went down for I went down for work. This time I'm not going for work. I'm going for fun. Then I'm flying to from Vegas to Phoenix. I'll let you know. Uh, we'll, we'll find out on, on that Monday, what is that, March March 2nd, when we do Ace House Live. We'll see how I'm feeling uh, after the weekend in Vegas. Oh, it's not going to be easy. All right, everybody be well. And when we're back, we're going to be talking about baseball. A's baseball is the A's. We'll start playing games. Cannot wait. The 2020 season is upon us. Enjoy everything that is A's cast powered by TuneIn. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 